I feel like whenever you ask anyone like when the pandemic started for them, like when this whole thing became this very real thing, most people would probably be able to point to a day on the calendar. For me, it was Wednesday, March 11th, 2020. I was out shooting a streaming show and my friend Eric gets this news notification on his phone that Tom Hanks tested positive for COVID-19. And then we got an almost simultaneous news notification that the NBA was shutting down. The NBA, like the league, one of the biggest sports organizations in the world, they were shutting down because of COVID. The game tonight has been postponed. For the first time, the World Health Organization declaring the outbreak of COVID-19 a global pandemic. The coronavirus forcing millions more Americans into virtual lockdown, over 75 million. And that's when it hit us, like, this is real. We thought maybe we'd be down for a month, but we were wrong. We ended up shooting the rest of the entirety of the series from our living rooms. And when the rest of the world seemingly stopped, many of us, including myself, began reevaluating our lives. And that meant asking a lot of big picture questions. You know, what would you be doing if you weren't worried about money, you weren't worried about judgment? And my mind jumped to video and then it jumped to YouTube. How did one family go from wanting to document family recipes to starting a YouTube channel during the height of the pandemic? It's that pivot during uncertainty that we're going to focus on in today's episode. Hi there, I'm your host, Brittany Luce, and this is The Upload. The Rise of the Creator Economy, a special podcast from YouTube in partnership with National Public Media, where we go behind the video screen and talk to creators about how they launched, scaled, and found a home on YouTube. In today's episode, we're going to hear from the Lau family, who made the ultimate pivot during uncertainty. When the state of California went into lockdown, Randy Lau decided it was time to finally make good on a personal mission of his to document and preserve his father Chung's classic Cantonese recipes. What's up everyone? Today we're making soy sauce chow mein. My name is Randy and I'm a second generation. Okay, okay. okay. One, two, three, still oh. my wrapping content. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my, my hand is cramping. <laughs> I've been yeah, filming one. Take a tie. Take a tie. <laughs> take a tie. This idea quickly up, gave everyone? birth to the YouTube Today channel Made with Lao, where Randy, along with his mother Jenny and father Chung, share recipes and a little bit of Chinese culture with fans around the globe. Before we get to my chat with the Laos, one quick note. Chung speaks most comfortably in Cantonese, so you'll hear a translator in certain parts of our interview. Okay, without further ado, here's our conversation with the Laos. Hi. 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 It's so nice to meet you, Jenny, Chong, Randy. Yeah, yeah nice, nice to meet you too. too. <laughs> nice to meet you too. I love you guys' channel. It is so, it's it's so nice. I wish, my dad can't cook, so I'm like, <laughs> 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 I wish, <laughs> I wish I could do something like this with him, but he can't cook. Um, but this is, this is really amazing. Uh, and I'm so excited to talk to you guys today. Us yeah. too. We're super excited. excited to see you too. <laughs> <laughs> so uh to get started please introduce yourself and your family uh my name is randy lau and i am the son of two amazing chinese parents and i'll let them introduce themselves 
Okay. My name is Jenny, Jenny Lau. Uh, I am the... <laughs> people who call me Mama Lau. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I am the one also in the video, um, helping translation in the, on the video. Uh, my name is Chong. Yeah, Chong Shen Lau. Yeah. <laughs> it's great to meet all of you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so talk to me, Randy, about your channel and what people can expect from it. So our channel is called Made with Lao, and it's a Chinese family recipe channel. So my dad has been cooking Chinese food for 50 years. He's retired now. He's amazing. Like everything he touches like is gold, basically. I have to agree. <laughs> and um, on our channel, we share a recipe of his every week. It's usually like a classic Cantonese dish or something he cooked in the restaurant. And after each meal, we sit down as a family together to eat it together and talk about the dish and nuances of making it. It gives me a chance to like ask them about their lives growing up and just learn more about Chinese culture. People, I think, come for the recipes, but they stay for the family and the wholesomeness and kind of just getting a chance to enter our home and our kitchen and just hang out with us for 20 minutes or however long the video is. Brandy, I'd love to know, like, tell me why it's important for you to document your family's history, especially your dad's recipes. So much of my upbringing is filled with really rich memories of my dad's cooking. Mm. And that's just how I experienced love. You know, some of my favorite memories are just having epic nine to 12 course feasts Wow. My dad would like go to town, like steamed fish, tasu, lobster. There'd be like literally like six meats on the table and he'd cook it all in like a day. Wow. So I just want to be able to capture that and translate that and be able to pass those things down. So like hopefully, you know, I think the onus is kind of on me to learn them so I can cook them for my kids. But <laughs> but this is like a this is a good step. <laughs> and uh, I think on a macro level... Cantonese and these these traditions, these recipes, they're I think they're at risk of dying. There's a lot of tradition and knowledge that the older generations have that I think a lot of people want to document. You know, you talking about sharing that that makes me wonder, like, why did you? It, it, it's one thing I, I think a lot of people. I mean, every couple of years I go through this thing where I'm like, I'm gonna save my family's oral history. You know, and I, and I have, I mean, I want to say maybe six or seven years ago, I conducted interviews with my parents separately oh, cool. for like an hour, just asking them questions that, that probably I was too young <laughs> to get the answers for before. Um, but I never thought to share them with other people. What made you, any of you, Chung, Jenny, Randy, what made you decide to want to share um, these recipes and this family history on YouTube? Uh, Randy... He graduated with engineer, but he, his mind, he always wanted to create something. And then he also, many times he mentioned about, um, want to learn how daddy cook and then want to make a, like a channel. And then I say, oh, <laughs> people will see us. It's uncomfortable <laughs> to show us on the YouTube channel. Let so many people to adjust myself, like, a, like, a, see how we act. Then, we always have to be like a kind of perfect on, on the camera. <laughs> so yeah. I say, oh no. But Randy, it is never get get up, like a give up uh, his thinking, his dream. And then one day, Kat was talking to me, my daughter-in-law, Randy's wife, he said, the reason uh, we want to do this because first, 
we all getting old, right? One day the old generation is gone. Mm. So we have to do something to let something pass to them. That's how I feel. I say, okay, I think that's a good thing to teach you how to like a start a video. I mean, and, it, and it's such a good thing that you said yes, because, you know, obviously your videos have connected with people around the world. Two things I want to share with you. Uh, one, it is uh, we made one video for Zhongzi. We was not planning to make that video because that made video is very long video. But one is the audience say, I have a dying grandpa. Oh, wow. His loving food is Zhongzi, but I don't know how to make it. And then uh, I wish I can learn this. Daddy Lao see this comment, and then he immediately, I need to, I need to make this. Wow. I need to make one video for this. So that mean, made me feel so, so, so much benefit from this video, right? Not only for the young generation, not only for the people interested interest about the food, and also helping a lot of people bring something they love to the people they love. It's so beautiful. It's so amazing that, that you guys have been able to share in all of this together as a family and to know that you're making other people happy. Um, I, I want to talk about, I mean, you know, we've, we've been talking a lot about how popular the channel is, but I want to back up and talk about how you got started. Uh, this is something that you, that you started during the pandemic um, when most people, I would say, including myself, we're trying to do less. <laughs> and you guys started this incredible family project. Um, talk to me, Randy, about how you got the idea for the YouTube channel and what made you want to start it. Yeah, so this has always been like a bucket list thing. Like I've wanted to document my dad's recipes for a long time. And I've always had this like itch. But like during the pandemic... On paper, it really knocked us out pretty hard. Like we lost almost all of our income. Oh my gosh. We were living on savings and unemployment. And then I'll kind of like fast forward through the day that we decided or the weekend that we decided to start the channel. But essentially my wife and I, we do a quarterly retreat where we just go somewhere. We reflect on our lives and we set goals. And we had read this book called Designing Your Life, which has a bunch of exercises to kind of get you through to help you think through different scenarios for your life you know what would you be doing if you weren't worried about money you weren't worried about judgment and my mind jumped to video mm. and then it jumped to youtube and it jumped to documenting my dad's recipes for all the reasons we were talking about before like i think it was just a great intersection of something that i found personally fulfilling it started like literally the day the pandemic was announced. Like I think that day the NBA was like, we're shutting down. Everyone's like, oh my God. So it was like that day wow. that we went through these exercises and decided to start that. But at, th at, that, at that point in time, it was still kind of an idea and I hadn't like approached my parents about it. I, I still had no idea if they would want to. That's the story. That's the story. Um, so, so Jenny, you explained how you felt <laughs> when Randy approached you, you were worried about having to be perfect and what were people going to think. Um, but, but Chung, how did you feel when Randy approached you and asked if you would start working on a YouTube channel? Actually, he first asked me to teach him two years ago, but at that time, 
I felt that there wasn't much to do. But after, he asked me to pass on my cooking experiences and my methods to him and my grandson so that it can be passed down in the family. So I thought, all right, since you would like me to leave my cooking experiences with you, I'll do it. At first, I really wanted to leave it just for my family only. But after he posted it on YouTube, I saw many people like to watch our channel. So then I thought, since so many people like to watch our videos, then I'll try my best, based on my own ability, to pass on my knowledge, all that I know, to everyone, not just for my son and grandchildren. I want to teach many, many people how to cook and share how we are as a family, how we eat so happily, and most importantly, share our happiness with others. I have a quick anecdote. Mm -hmm. My dad was like, oh, I don't know what I have to share. And you kind of smirked. And I, I did too. Because <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah, I did. what are you, t you know, so he, when we started, my dad handed me his old Chinese restaurant menu. And if you've been to one, which you probably have, you <laughs> yeah. have like hundreds of items. And he's like, I can make all these. <laughs> and that's not even all the recipes he knows. I think he knows like over a thousand recipes. Wow. So at this rate, I think it would take us like 10 years, 10 to 15 years to cover everything. <laughs> that is funny, though, because I was thinking the same thing. I was like, you have nothing to share? Like, all of these videos, they stand, they stand, <laughs> they kind of, they kind of stand to reason. Um, I don't really see that. Um, Chang, I have another question for you. You know, Randy has said that, you know, he thinks of the channel as like a creative outlet. And even Jenny said that, that you know, Randy had wanted to do something creative for some time. Is cooking like a creative activity for you? The creative thing for me is cooking. And it doesn't take me very long to cook. For example, for me to cook one dish, I could finish it in half an hour, an hour. But for Randy, it takes a lot of time to produce, cut, and translate. It's harder for him. He's working hard. Randy knows his production process. He's very smart. He's very flexible. He's clever. So I support him. And we'll continue doing that. <laughs> I think you guys I think you guys are I think you guys are both I think you guys are both creating a lot when it comes to the channel. I, I will say I think every time I come over now, my dad is I think he's experimenting a lot more in the kitchen. For me, it's like, yes, I am spending a lot of time now editing, but my dad spent like 50 years kind of practicing and owning his craft. So I think it's all coming into light now. It's like how much elegance there is when he makes food. It's like the half hour, hour I'm filming, it's just like years, year, decades of experience like playing out mm -hmm. and he makes it look so easy but when i try to recreate some of them i'm like, D -d 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 -d. It's like i just feel like <laughs> like a dummy sometimes <laughs> just i don't have the intuition that he has i think a spark has been reignited jenny i'm wondering i'm wondering how you feel about that so um every, everybody have their different tasks and randy have a big like a big job for finally finish the video but I think the main commander creator is Daddy Lau. Because he is the one <laughs> without his cooking, <laughs> then you cannot have a video, right? <laughs> you cannot do anything else. True. So he is nope. the major thing. The, the major uh, commander 
achieved for this video. So right now, uh, Daddy Lau is very become a lot of people know him. <laughs> All the fans, we never get in touch with many years. And family now all know he's on the on on the YouTube channel now. Uh. Even we in the store, they say, "Hi, are you made with love?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they got stopped at a, a grocery store, which is was pretty cool. I think yeah. like more than once. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. When we started, like my mom says she was nervous, but like for the very first videos, it's like, "Hey, mom, you want to do the outro?" And she was like, "I didn't give her any guidance." <laughs> Um, and she was like, Hey, make sure you subscribe and like our video. I was like, how do you know how to say that? Like, <laughs> she's just a natural. And I think the same for my dad. Like when I asked him like, Oh, what, what did you want to do if you weren't cooking? Mm-hmm. And I think that concept is a very like Western question. It's like, what would you, what are your, what's your dream job? And he's like, what are you talking about? Like, I don't, I had to do this. Like I had no other choice, but like digging deeper, I was like, oh, but what, but what if you could choose? And he's like, oh, I'd play the flute. I'd be a performer. And I think he used to play in front of like thousands in China. Wow. And I think just presenting himself to a lot of people is just very natural to him. So I think this is actually a really good fit for both of my parents. Like they're really natural on camera. Yeah. So I just, I like struck the lottery <laughs> with <laughs> being able to film my parents because they're just so natural and charismatic. But the, the amazing thing about it is that it seems like you also have been able to like really build a lifestyle around your channel. Like it comes across as really charismatic. Yeah. Chung, you're so excited to watch. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and I think that, that the format that you guys landed on makes it so much fun for the viewer. But I would love to like go back to sort of like the beginning and talk about um, the role that food played played in your family growing up. So I would love to hear from you, Randy, but but first I would like to hear um, from Chung, like growing up in China, like what role did food play in your life when you were young? When we were young, we mainly ate rice. My family did farming, so food to us was very precious because when we worked, it was very hard. The farmer's life is very difficult, harvesting and all. The things that were bought, we would truly cherish them. For example, if we dropped a grain of rice on the tabletop, we had to pick it up and eat it. This is how my mom taught us to treasure and cherish food. Food for us wasn't so abundant at that time. That's why we cherished the food we ate very much. Mm, It sounds like a, a, a really important thing, like food was extremely important. And like you had a really close relationship to food. Yeah. Even now it's like that. <laughs> I have a habit that when I eat, I have to eat until the plate is very clean. Now I still appreciate food a lot, and I teach my children to do the same. I teach Randy, my family members, I tell them to cherish their food. Don't waste it. I will say that he always, they always make like a ton of food. So I can't, like, <laughs> you can't finish it all. I can't finish it. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's a really good point. Actually, I have to, I can't, I have to say, Chunk, you sound a lot like my parents um. <laughs> talking about not wasting food. Yeah. So I think food was always like our love language, just, just kind of transcending whatever words we couldn't say to each other. Hmm. Food, food was always that reminder that I am loved, I'm supported, everything's going to be okay. And it was always so good. And I think also like food for me growing up as a Chinese American, 
because I don't speak Chinese fluently, like I I don't necessarily feel like Chinese enough. But food for me was always like a gateway into our heritage, into our culture, because there's so much history with the food that my dad makes and my parents make. So it was always there was kind of like a tether to Chinese culture, just being able to eat all these delicious traditional Chinese foods like all the time growing up. Food. In our family, it is very, very rich. First, Daddy Lao, uh, he loved to cook. He was, uh, since 12 years old, his mother went to Hong Kong, and then he raised himself in, in China. Wow. So from that time, he's, he had to learn how to cook. Mm. And then um, after uh, he immigrated to U- uh, like the United States, and then the easy job for him is it the cook. And uh, he always say, I don't want my ch- children like me, 12 years old, without my mother next to me, without father next to me. And then he always put a lot of food on the table <laughs> for the children. So I also feel we are all lucky. We are all lucky. And we are not rich family, but we have a rich father who put the food on the table for us. That is so lovely. I wonder, Jenny and Chung, how does it feel to now be able to provide that for your grandchild? You know, to be able to have, you know, a grandchild and, you know, you can feed them and love them and spend time with them. What is that like? Mm. Really happy. I'm so happy. I have the opportunity to cook more now. I cook more food for my son and grandson. We eat together, and when they eat happily, then I feel very happy. When young people know how to cook, how to buy food, how to eat healthy, I will then feel very happy. I'd love to pass on my cooking experiences to everyone. For me, I feel um, uh, cooking, it is really important for, not only for us, for everybody, right? Because... um, Chinese have an idiom, means food for people. So uh, when I see my my Hong Doi, my grandkid, <laughs> grandbaby, <laughs> baby <laughs> boy eat, and then I'm really happy. I say, mm, one day when he grew up, and he will look back the, the video, and then see grandparents, how much they love him, and that's a valuable gift. For this little baby. Mm, that's so beautiful. And mm-hmm. it's amazing that, that you all can do that for each other and for your family. Like, talk to me about how things have changed um, for you guys sort of like pra- in a practical sense and like even a financial sense. Like, what has the channel sort of brought to your, to like as far as even opportunities? We're super blessed because with like a rapidly growing audience comes a lot of opportunities. We're just really blessed that you know, we have a lot of sponsors in the pipeline that want to work with us. You know, I think for a long time, I was trying to validate not being an engineer for to my parents. So I told them last month how much we made. And it was like a mind-blowing amount to me. Um, and I told them and my dad was like, hmm. Which to me, I'm like, yes, that means I'm super proud of you. I think my parents don't have to worry that well, at least I don't, I think you're not worrying anymore about like whether or not we're going to be okay <laughs> financially. Uh, Mom, are you still worrying? 
<laughs> That's a good question. Uh, <laughs> for me, I want my children have a stable life. Mm-hmm. I'm not really expecting they become a very very rich, right? I want them to be happy, stable. But I always feel um, I work for the company and work for with your own business is totally different because we have a small restaurant before. I know how struggle with right. your self business really struggle, mm-hmm. and when you have no business, we worry about no income that day. Yeah, when we have a lot of business, we cannot handle too many people come in. Twenty four hour in your mind is business, 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 business. So, so for me, I always want them just find a stable job without any worry, but I also respect. Their idea because it's their life, right? So, um, so I don't, I don't want to like a like a like put my thinking on their own life. So I let them do what they like to do. But as a parent, all always have a worry is is there. Wait, so yeah. are you still worried? Uh, <laughs> I believe I don't have worry anymore. Okay. Oh, yes. wow. yeah. <laughs> is this is yeah. this a big moment in your life, Randy? Yeah, yeah. It is a big Hopefully, we can stay. We can stay like a right now, like a do the good job on YouTube channel mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. earn income to raise the family and mm-hmm. keep everybody healthy and happy, and that's what I want. I want those things for you guys too. <laughs> yeah. Chang, I'm wondering, um, and also and also to you, Jenny, when so many people think about YouTube creators, a lot of times they think about somebody who is 15, 20, 25, you know, somebody, even a lot of the cooking channels that you see don't feature people who are as experienced as you are, Chang. How does it feel to get to have this audience on YouTube and to be getting all of these opportunities um, when you are um, offering something that's so different, when you're such a different type of creator than what most people associate with YouTube? Just like the garden have so many flowers, right? So one flower is really pretty and really, really gorgeous. One flower is pretty in the light way. And in the garden... There's a ton of the flower, though we can be one of the flower there. It look good, but a different looking. So that, that's how, how our channel. So, so far, I think um, a lot of people start to like it, our uh, like a YouTube channel. I have, I have one more question. I, I can see a photo in the background between you, Jenny and Chung. Is that your wedding photo? Yeah, when we get married. <laughs> When was that? Uh, that was uh, 1982, 1982. Mm-hmm. 1982. Did, I mean, could you have imagined back then that you guys would be world famous now <laughs> on YouTube? <laughs> no. Up till now, I don't feel like I'm that popular. It after being in retirement for so long, I can still share with people how I cook. I also feel very proud of myself. How to say being popular or not 
to me, it doesn't matter much. It's good enough as long as I know people love it. I know that people like me. They get to learn how to cook from me. That makes me happy. I do not care how popular I am, of course. I, if more people subscribe and are able to watch our cooking videos, then I will feel even happier. We never thought about famous. We not, never thought about. But a lot of people say you're a movie star now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's Hollywood's bound to come very soon. Very soon, they're coming. <laughs> Uh, well, it was so great to talk to you guys. I'm so I'm so glad that I got to meet you all um, after watching your channel, and um, and thank you so much for sharing with me, Brandy and Chung and Jenny. It was so great to talk to you guys. Yeah, it's so great to talk to you, Brandy. Yeah. yeah. It's so funny. I know Chung says that he's not a celebrity, but I have to respectfully disagree. He's definitely a celebrity, at least in my eyes, and also in the eyes of the hundreds of thousands of viewers that Made With Lao gets on their videos. Part of why I think Made With Lao has been so successful is because it's just so heartwarming to see this family take this leap of faith. Not just a leap of faith in starting a YouTube channel or trying to spend more time together or preserving their family history and recipes, but it's also exciting to see them work together on something creative without putting on a persona. You know, they're this beautiful, multilingual, multi-generational family that's just trying to spend more time together. And audiences have connected with it. They didn't need any special bells and whistles. They were simply being themselves. There's something so special about a family that's not just dedicated to preserving their history, but a family that's also able to create together and grow together. That's something I think we can all applaud. If you like my conversation with the Laos, I hope you'll continue listening to the upload. Be sure to listen to next week's episode where we talk to one creator whose dance fitness videos garnered him a loyal following and got the attention of major music labels. You don't want to miss out. Okay, that's it for today's episode. Thanks for joining me on this journey into the world of YouTube creators. Remember to tune in every Wednesday and be sure to rate and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. The Upload, The Rise of the Creator Economy is a YouTube podcast produced in partnership with National Public Media. Our executive producers are Brianna LaFleur and Erica Osher. Our supervising producer is Shannon Berner. Our lead producer is Teresa Avila. Editing and engineering by Ali Kiltz. Production assistance by Gurjeet Kaur with support from Maddie Weinberg. Our logo was created by Jen Grottle and our music is by Tima Likes Music. And special thanks to Lawrence Liu for voicing our translation in this episode. I'm your host, Brittany Luce. Thanks for listening. <laughs>